ghouls, and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. So today we got a special guest. He is the front man and guitar player for the Power Trio, South of Sorrow. Hey, Faddle, how's it going, man? Doing pretty well. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. It's cold outside. It is December. And what better way to spend the day than listen to some ghost stories and talk about some paranormal things. So just so you guys know, uh, Faddle, I've done the math on this, man. We have been friends since 1995. Seventh grade, middle school, 1995. We're both 40 years old now. And... We could probably start our own podcast just talking about all the shenanigans that we did in the in the 90s, in the mid-90s, in the late 90s, and all the crazy things that we did. Um, but literally, man, I grew up with this dude. I think my dad could have claimed you on his taxes a couple times. And, he might uh, have a year or two. Yeah, he probably did. And uh, we grew up playing guitar, as everyone uh, who listens to the show knows that I'm a metal guitarist. And Faddle is, like I said, he is the front man and guitar player for the power trio South of Sorrow, man. So what's going on with the South of Sorrow world? Uh, well, actually, we, we just released a record like uh, two weeks ago. It's one that we were trying to release, golly, uh, back, in, back in early summer. But anytime you are doing things independently, there are more road bumps and hurdles than anyone could really anticipate. And uh, we're, we're a band that we're independent by choice, uh, but that makes you broke by consequence. So we do what we do because of what we love to do. The problem is in order to move things forward in the industry, there's people out there, every one of them looking for money. And so you go to release something and uh, you know, if I tried to release it just on my own without any kind of publication company, it would reach six people. So even though we're independent, we still have people we got to answer to. But uh, yeah, that that one just released. It's pretty cool. We sold uh, a little over 500 units now, and it's been less than a month. So it's nothing to write home about, but it's also nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, but a few years ago, uh, you broke the top 100 charts on what was it, iTunes, correct? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, that was with... Uh, to I think it was a conspiracy theory record. We uh, we had Jeff from the band Reigns and uh, the guys from Evans Blue come down and, and really give us a hand in the studio and uh, you know kind of taught us really how to write music. Up until then we were just writing as heavy of a riff as you could and and just throwing it at a record, you know. But uh, there's there's some things that we learned in that process. But yeah, it was it was real fun. So if I've never heard of South of Sorrow and I'm sitting around listening to Brave the Basement today uh, and I want to check you guys out, where can I find you? Well, uh, anywhere. You can you can just Google the name South of Sorrow. That'll bring you to our website. Um, but you don't have to go just to our website. You can go to Amazon. Amazon Music sells our, our uh, singles and CDs. Uh, iTunes, is that's where we broke. It was actually iTunes Top 100 that we broke for new artists. Um, they were the first one to put out our new newest record. Um, iHeartRadio, uh, Sirius. Well, it's it's uh, 
not that you can look us up on Sirius, but they play us every now and then on the uh, the local stations or uh, like when they do garage bands, things like that. So definitely, guys, check out South of Sorrow if you're in, if you're into some killer music. And I'm not just saying this because I've been friends with this dude since 1995. I'm saying this as a fan of South of Sorrow. Uh, I I go to everything I can, which isn't unfortunately it's not very often because my schedule is just so crazy busy. But uh, me and Faddle, we've even done shows together, and we're planning on doing uh, something with this band. Uh, I'm going to be doing a guest spot. We're going to be doing a tune together. So I'll keep everyone up to yes. date up to date on when that's going to happen. But we are here today to talk about some paranormal ghost stories. Faddle, how long have you been into this stuff, man? Uh, well, the earliest I can remember, I was probably about five or six years old. Um, it, it was back when, I, I don't know, it was, it was fun to tell ghost stories, it was fun to be spooky, things like that, and uh, ever since then, it, it was never never something that, that kind of left. I was always into it. I always thought, you, you know, it, if there's something you can do to escape reality, why not? And what's cooler than a whole alternate reality as far as paranormal, you know? Exactly, man. And I remember, you know, back in the 90s, you and I, we would go, and we went quite a few times, uh, what we used to call Francisville Light, which is uh, around Francisville, Indiana. A lot of our listeners would know it as Moody's Light. And we went there, I don't know, countless times, man. And uh, I even told the story on one of the shows uh, how we spent the night in a cornfield because uh, we crashed into the cornfield and all that stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, brother, and you just go ahead and you just tell us some of your experiences. All right, cool. So uh, you, you, that's actually a really good segue, which people probably think we, we actually talked about that beforehand, but we did not. And the, the first thing I was going to talk about is Francisville Light. It, it is uh, Moody's Light, but it pre it's after the first thing I really wanted to bring up, but it, it really kind of cements... Uh, my view on, on what's going on. So, uh, like you said, there's many times that we went out there. Um, I remember Turtle getting real mad because I was going around the uh, the graveyard and uh, he says, you're not allowed to cuss. So, of course, I lit into it as we're driving around the graveyard. And with, within, you know, five minutes, we're 300 yards deep in a, in a field because we've wrecked. And, and, and that's completely my fault, even though he's behind the wheel, you know. But yeah, we had a great time out there. But uh, one specific incident I wanted to, to talk about, I went out there with a group of friends and, um, you know, people will talk about what, what goes on out there. Kids having a good time. Uh, sometimes they are involved in activities that aren't legal, but that's really not the case in what, uh, you know, I, I don't think that is what causes the moody light or anything like that. So anyways, uh, just kind of to walk you through, we go out there like it's any other time, me and, a, me and one buddy, and um, we, we are doing what kids do, and we're, we're just hanging out, and we're actually sitting on the hood of a Cadillac, and we're, we're watching this light, and it's, it's off in the distance. If anyone's ever seen it, it, it kind of starts, for, for me at least, uh, I see like a little red light, and it, it starts bouncing back and forth, and then... Then you got a, a yellow light that seems to be above this red light. And it, it does seem like somebody's walking towards you with a lantern, but it's three, 400 yards away. So 
it's kind of creepy, but it doesn't always get scary. And sometimes if you cuss, that light just disappears. You know, it's, it always goes back to something like that. So me and my buddy said, we're not going to move. We're going to sit on this, this, this car. And we did. And lo and behold, here comes the light. And like many other times, it's, it's starting to move. And it, it kind of seems like it's getting closer. And if you've ever been there, there's a T road off the end of this dirt road. And typically, the light doesn't even make it to the T road. But for some reason, the T road was just the beginning. And we started seeing this light and it, it illuminated the gravel. And I've never seen it illuminate the gravel before. But we had, we had made a pact. We weren't going to say a word. We were just going to sit there. But I look over and my buddy looks back and he kind of, he sees it too. And where it gets a little weird is I start hearing dogs barking and it sounds like, you know, a group of like seven or eight dogs, a couple hundred yards away. But as this light gets closer and closer, I don't see a figure. I don't see people. I just see what is a, like a big light. It now becomes like three, four hundred dogs. It's like like you're in a movie. All I hear is dogs barking, just so many dogs, it's almost jarring. And I'm, I'm wanting to know what's going on, what's happening out here that all these dogs are freaking out. And I look over, my buddy's got really big eyes at this point in time. And, and we're both, again, not saying a word. And I start hearing this low, the sound is coming while all these dogs are barking. And now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. I've never heard a sound. Uh, you know, I've never heard dogs barking. And at this point, the light's probably like less than 100 yards away. And in my experience, I had never seen it, not one time more closer than, than this. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, we're, we're still sitting there and this noise starts to get louder and louder, almost drowning the dogs out. And what I get was and as soon as that peak of this noise hits, it's like the light flew from 30 yards away and absolutely punched me in the chest. And I looked over and my buddy hit the ground on the, on the hood. And we both jumped up, had not said a word, and he just exploitatively said, did you blank and see what I just seen? And we got in the car, and we tore out of there at the fastest rate ever. And um, I know a lot of people will never believe that story, but me and my guy, we were there. It happened, and I'll tell you, I, I, I knew at that point in time, there's things going on that I had no clue of, and I don't want to mess with, but that one was... It was crazy. Now, have you ever been there during the day? And I like, have, yeah. It's I, I went there because um, we did a ghost hunt there. Uh, golly, what was that, last year, Blackjack? Somewhere around there. And I, I went there. Uh, I had to kind of go that direction for something. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and scope this spot out just to see if I can remember uh, the location. I went and walked around during the day. It was kind of weird. And then when we went ghost hunting um, out there, you know, we went during the we went during the day, uh, not for the ghost hunt, just to get set up and be ready for it. And we went walking around, and that place is just creepy even during the day. Yeah, it is. It is. So you know, definitely get a get a chance if if you live around that area to check that place out. I mean, it is just good times. It is scary and. 
what I always found interesting is every time I've went, the light has showed up. I've never seen it fail to show up. And I've been there, I swear, 50, 60 times. How many times do you think you've been there? Oh, yeah. I would I would say time for time, right, right there with you. Uh, at least 50, 60. And I don't remember a time that it never showed up. But I also don't remember a time that it got so close that I actually felt and heard things besides that that one event, you know. So what would what would you think that sound was? I'm I'm trying to think, you know, and I I have no clue, but if I'm being honest with you, uh, you know, I'm at this point, I think I'm like 16, 17 years old. It's uh if you ever listen to Salvasaro, there's a lot of screaming. It's where I learned to scream trying to mimic this freaking sound because I I don't know what it was, uh but it was the most blood-curdling yell it it sounded like a human yelling but it also sounded like five humans yelling at the chorus you know it was ridiculous so what else you got for us brother you you promised us some ghost stories and you delivered on the first one let's see what else you got <clears throat> well that you know what when you first uh, approached me i asked what you thought was paranormal and what is and what isn't online uh you know in line with what you're talking about and this kind of goes back to when you were asking you know when did you get into paranormal? And if you look up what it means, paranormal is just something that isn't normal. It isn't always about spooks or ghosts or ghouls. But uh, the, the next story is, is gonna be something that is a little more out of worldly, but yet paranormal. I remember I was a young kid. I, I've got some really early memories, memories that people say you can't have. I remember being so young that I woke up one morning and uh, it was just beautifully green outside. Uh, and I didn't remember the day before. I didn't remember how I got there, but I knew who I was. I knew who my dad was. I knew who my brother was. It was almost like um, the day I became self-aware when, when like who you are flickers on in your brain. I can remember that day. And, it, and I think I can remember that day is because I wasn't much older um, when when this first event happened. So to, to set the picture is uh, there in Knox, where, where I grew up, before MPI was a factory, my family, uh, I, I don't remember, Rural Route 7, I think is what it was called before it was Pacific Avenue. Uh, we, we had houses all down that road and we all lived together. And so even at a young age, um, my house was in between the church and my grandparents' house. I would leave my house and walk across the field, go through the parking lot of the church and go to grandma's. And I remember it was summer and it was getting dark. It was probably seven or eight at night. And I was walking across the, there's a field, like I said, it's maybe a hundred yards from my house to grandma's door. And I get about halfway there before, before I get to the church parking lot. And I start feeling like the hairs on the back of my neck climb just absolutely freak out it would and again i'm young i'm super young i don't understand the whole world at this point but i surely don't understand being afraid of something i don't know is there and i froze almost to the point where i couldn't breathe i couldn't talk i wanted to yell but i couldn't i was i was frozen and i looked up and there was no noise being made but there was uh i can still see it if i close my eyes there were one, two, three, four, five total lights, but they were in a V, two that V'd off and one dead center making a complete V right above my head at about 
40 feet. There was absolutely no noise, no exhaust. I don't know what in the world's happening. I'm a young kid. And this thing flies over my head and it it's probably moving at the speed of a jog, but it doesn't make a noise. But all I see around it are these lights and it's kind of foggy. And uh, I, I remember there's no pause. It just flies across, goes across where the water tower is now and disappears out of my field of sight. And all of a sudden the hair has stopped tingling. I can breathe in the again. And I go over to my grandma's house and I'm kind of freaked out. You know, at, at that young age, you don't know what happened, but where it gets weird is I'm now in the most massive amount of trouble. My mother is yelling at me. My grandma's over there. It was weird because when I left my house, my mom was there, but she is yelling and going off. My grandma's upset and it's like 1130 at night. But I promise you, I walked out my front door and I walked to my grandma's pausing for 30 seconds when this thing flew over my head. But I remember getting yelled at my mom saying she was outside looking for me. My brothers and sisters outside, my grandparents were outside. I didn't go hide from them. In my world, in my, my recollection, it was a minute walk from my house to my grandma's. But in all of those, I was gone for hours and they were all livid. So do you think this is something extraterrestrial? I have no clue. I mean, I, I believe that there's billions and billions and billions of light years worth of planets and solar systems that we can't see. So to, to believe that we were we were the only one out there, that's a pretty self-righteous view, you know. That would that'd be putting us up there pretty high. But also I'm not I'm not, you know, a big I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I did release a record called Conspiracy Theory, so I am kind of a conspiracy theorist. But, uh, I mean, the government says there's UFOs, so I don't know if that's what happened, because I don't have a recollection of seeing anything other than lights. I don't, I don't remember seeing beings. I don't think I was abducted. I don't have any recollection of anything other than walking across a 100-yard path. But According to other people, they were outside where I was supposed to be, and I wasn't there. I mean, I did, I, I, I did an interview with a guy named Vincent Field a couple episodes ago, and he talks about astral projection, out-of-body experiences. Have, have you ever <laughs> considered that avenue with this? Um, that maybe somehow you were in an astral projection, unknowingly. I, I, I'm down for any kind of explanation because in my little brain, all I knew was I didn't, I didn't hide from my family and they were screaming and yelling at me and I was bawling. And what are you supposed to do at the age of like five? I was abducted by aliens. Nobody's going to believe that, you know? Especially at that so, age, man. And, and it's, right. it's funny to me because when you mentioned, you know, your grandma was going off, you know, I spent a lot of times at your grandma's house. I can't imagine her yelling. Oh, well, when I say going off, for grandma, going off means she looks at you and says, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> and and that, that's, that's absolutely grandma going livid on you. And it, it hurts. So that is a upset grandma to faddle oh, right there. She was absolutely disappointed in me. So, but, so, go ahead, sorry. No, no, you go ahead, brother. 
Well, the, the reason I, I, I bring that up is because, so that's four or five-year-old me, and it, it, it happened, and it, it's something that stays with me because I know it happened. But what was, the reason I bring it up today is um, we were playing uh, a show called Campfire Sessions, and it was, it was a really cool concept. It was a few years back, and uh, it was a bunch of regional bands and a couple nationals that uh, uh, a promoter called Campfire Sessions, and he just lined it up like almost like a cool miniature version of Woodstock, but instead it was at night. And we just, we jammed and we played at night, you know, and, and that's why they called it Campfire Sessions. And we were banned, I don't know, uh, number whatever out of whatever playing. And it was hot that day. I remember it being excruciatingly hot. And um, we go and we play our set. And it was a really fun time. If you've ever played at night uh, with, with your stage lights being a giant bonfire, uh, you know that this, this is pretty cool. It's cooling off because as we're playing, I feel like it's one of the coolest times to ever play music. You start your set and it's light out. And about halfway through, you start getting, you know, it's dark outside. But anyhow, uh, the music is secondary to this. We get done playing and I'm spent, you know, I'm a big guy and, and I want to make sure I put all the effort I can on stage. We get out, uh, unload our gear off the stage and go go out to uh, the, the woods to unwind as musicians would do, me and the sound guy. And I'd never met this guy before. Um, we're just chilling, sitting on what what looks like a, a downed tree in the middle of the woods, just relaxing. And lo and behold, this is years and years and years and years and years later. As I'm sitting there, those weird tingles that come up your spine, it happened again. I started feeling like real anxious, real nervous, but not to where I couldn't move or talk. So I looked over at the sound guy and I said, man, you feel funny? And he looked at me and he was as white as a ghost. And he said, I only felt this way one more time in my life, one other time. And as he says that, I promise you, it's the same dang lights. They come flying across the stupid field, man. And it, we're in the woods and we can see them. They don't make a bit of noise. They, they move on. And all I can do is look at him and say, no way that I just seen that and you didn't see it. And he experienced the same thing. He expressed the lights and he said he had seen him once as a kid. And it just, it jarred me to the soul because I seen him once as a kid too. The only real difference um, in this event was there wasn't a big lapse in time. When we came out of the woods, nobody, I half expected it and so did he. Uh, I half expected that people were gonna be, you know, asking where we've been for the last few hours, but there was no time glitch. But I promise you, it was the same five lights in the same pattern. And me and that dude are still friends to this day. We talk about it on Facebook, we message. Uh, it, even though it happened to me at a young age, it happened again and I experienced it with someone else and it really validated the experience. It made me like, okay, you're not crazy. Uh, this isn't just an imagination of a child. You've experienced it twice, and oddly enough, you were by yourself with another dude who experienced it as well. So I want to tell, uh, and and this it's it was under the guise of paranormal, and I'll see if you remember this night, Faddle. 
my dad's house is right next to a park and right next and going into that park you cross a bridge and there's trails that lead to the cemetery and i've and i've shared a couple personal experiences uh inside there blackjack and i went on a ghost hunt um last year uh to that same spot but one night uh me and faddle we were with two girls and we decided that we wanted to take these girls and try to scare them in hmm. that cemetery do you remember that night faddle uh, it, it's kind of coming back. Did we, uh, was my drummer there for a second on the bridge? When we first crossed? Yeah. Possibly. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. I think I'm there with you. Not that really anything paranormal happened. We took these uh, two girls out to that spot, told them all sorts of crazy stuff just to get them scared so they'd hold on to us for a little bit. So, yeah. So just some advice, Blackjack. Uh, you want to get a girl grabbing onto you, man, just try to give her a little bit of a scare, take her to a scary spot. I was just wanting to see if you remember that night. I think about that night a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was completely PG-13, Blackjack. We were all good. <laughs> but I'm just trying to give Blackjack a little advice there. But, no, we, we just took the – nothing paranormal happened to us that night. Of course, we wasn't really looking for it. We was more just trying to scare those girls. But that was just yeah. kind of some of the shenanigans that me and Faddle used to do. And I had to bring that one up because it's a place that we ghost hunted, and we're actually wanting to ghost hunt again. Um, and speaking of that, Faddle, I know you you enjoy ghost hunting. I do, yeah. And yeah. so something that we talked about um, is you going on a couple ghost hunts with us. Yeah, yeah, I would be 100% into that. So uh, before, uh, we used to just roam around and hope for something scary to happen. Uh, now we actually have some equipment. And our last ghost hunt was one of the freakiest experiences I've ever had. And we, we have it all, uh, well, it's just on our last episode. And so we want to visit a couple of our other spots uh, that we've already ghost hunted. Uh, we want to bring Faddle along, uh, have an extra set of pair of eyes with us, um, we got some equipment now and just see if we can get some scary things to happen. Yeah. What, what is, uh, what is your thought on, um, you, you kind of just brought up, you know, we were, we were out at the, uh, cemetery by the park and we didn't see anything, but at the same time we weren't looking, you know, we were, we were focused on a completely different ghoul at that point in time. <laughs> but, uh, what, what's your thought on, you know, some people say, you know, paranormal, you, you don't see it if you aren't looking for it. And and just because we didn't see it that night, does that mean it wasn't there? Or is there a possibility that these types of uh, things, like Moody's Lights, we're looking for it, so it happens. What if you go out there and you're not looking for it? Do you, do you believe that people are seeing the same thing? Or, or, or is paranormal something that is intangible? Everybody sees it if it's happening. Well, man, if... You, you'll you'll remember um i used to date a girl that was on the other side of those trails and yeah you know, and i i shared this experience back in uh season one going all the way back um i i was on my way to see a girl one night and i had a paranormal bible experience study, right yeah i was, I was we, we were going to go to do a bible study at like midnight okay. one in the morning so I, I went to sneak yeah, off. I remember. To, yeah. <laughs> and, 
And uh, I, I actually got caught one time. Uh, you probably remember that night because uh, you were chilling in the basement. And I was like, I all was right. There. Yeah, I was there. And I'm like, I'm going to go out and see this chick, man. I'll be back. And, uh, yeah, I got caught by my dad. But Blackjack's over yeah, here laughing. Blackjack did not buy into that. He didn't <laughs> believe me a minute when I said you were going to go do Bible study. <laughs> so, but anyway, the, the point is I wasn't looking for anything paranormal, obviously, at this point. Uh, I was heading to this girl's house. And so... To answer your question, I think sometimes you can stumble across the paranormal without even looking for it. Yeah. But I think... I, I think I, that's that's valid. I think the big difference, though, now that I think about the question that you asked, is that night I was alone uh, going through a spot that I knew was paranormal. So even though my mind wasn't on the paranormal... Uh, I stumbled across it, whereas you and I were out trying to basically impress these girls that were with us that night. So our focus mm -hmm. was under the guise of paranormal. Yeah. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. It it does, and and I I think that there has to be at least some sort of frame of mind. I don't know if you have to really be looking for it, but I think you have to be in some sort of frame of mind in order for for it to register. I, I believe that there might be paranormal things. And, and again, paranormal is just things that aren't of the normal. They could be happening all around us. And if we're not in the right frame of mind, um, we could pass it off as deja vu. We could pass it off as that really never took place. We could pass it off as just a, a weird feeling. Now, um, when, when we did a ghost hunt of that exact uh, trail, and because you know we, we started on from we started at my dad's house and uh we were just taking a couple pictures and uh so just picture in your mind you get on the bridge uh from the road and you're heading towards the park and you get kind of toward the ends of the bridge and blackjack turned to the left and he was just taking pictures and the only reason he was taking pictures because what we like to do is post some of these pictures on our website so listeners, when we go on these ghost hunts, can just follow along. So Because we don't do video. It's just audio only. So it's just a way right. uh, to enhance the experience of the listeners so they can follow along to the pictures. Well, we get back from the ghost hunt, and uh, Blackjack starts going through his photos that he took, because he's our official photographer on these hunts. And he caught what we believed was two ghosts. And it's interesting that you said, you know, sometimes you got to be in a frame of mind, but not necessarily looking. And, you know, when you're right. documenting a ghost hunt, which is a lot different than just trying to find something paranormal, you're trying to document everything around you. So even though you're there looking for ghosts, your frame of mind in that very second might not even be on ghosts. So, you know, his frame of mind, from my opinion, and Blackjack, you'll have to jump in here, um, he's just trying to document the surrounding area, just, just like I said, to enhance the experience. And Blackjack, do you remember taking that picture? Yes, I do. And so, uh, remind me exactly what was in that picture. Uh, I can see if I can pull it up. Uh, I remember there was that guy standing uh, by that tree. Right, and then there was there was a ghost right next to it. Hang on, give me two seconds so I can pull it up. Yeah, go ahead, and uh, if you want to see the picture, just head on over to Brave the Basement at Weebly.com and uh, go to our ghost hunt page, 
and you'll be able to see the picture he's getting ready to talk about. But like I said, you know, just to kind of go back to your to your original thought here, Faddle, is sometimes I, I think you do got to be in that frame of mind, even though it might not be what's exactly on your mind, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree 100%. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be looking for paranormal, but just at least in a... And, a, and a, um, a mind that isn't focused on something, you know, hyper-focused away from that. Yeah, and uh, I'll try to remember. I'll, I'll text you this picture uh, after we're done recording, man. It's pretty pretty trippy. Uh, Blackjack, you found it. Go ahead and describe what, I, what you I see. I found a, a closer up of one of them. And this one, if you can see here, it looks like a full-body person just standing there, just looking up at the, at the sky. It was very weird. Because I was actually disappointed. I was like, oh, man, I didn't get anything. Um, but I, I found this. And what actually drawn me to the picture was a little freaking uh, the tree that had a face on it. I was like, oh, there's a tree with a face. And I looked down, and there was that guy just standing there. Yeah, so man, when you, when you see this picture, uh, look for the face in the tree. Okay? That's not the paranormal picture. That's just where you can focus your eyes, look directly underneath the tree, man, uh, where, where you see what looks like eyeballs on the tree. If you go just an inch down, you'll start seeing what we're talking So I'll make sure to send that over to you, man. I think you'll get a kick out of that. But anyway, brother, so um, yeah. once again, that, man. That's kind of like um, if you guys – Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I thought I lost. We're, we're doing this remotely, so I thought I lost them there for a second. Now, I was just going to say, man, uh, real quick before we get out of here, brother, if you want to go ahead and tell everybody where to catch South of Sorrow. Oh, yeah. we Like I said, we just uh, released that record. It's uh, called Atomic Shadow. It has. It's the first record recorded at Sorrow Studios, so we did not ship anything out. We did it all in-house and... Um, the the name atomic shadow it's it's actually a real thing uh, if you've ever looked up what an atomic shadow is is when we dropped the uh fish bombs on on uh, hiroshima and nagasaki they were so hot that uh, they were they actually melted shadows into the ground so the, the shadow caused you know, of, of a kid uh, jumping, jumping rope, which is actually, if you check out our cover, that's what it is. The temperature in that shadow was so much different than the temperature around it that it etched that shadow into the earth. It's called an atomic shadow. And there are real things. But um, it's really cool because, you know, after something so devastating as a, uh, a nuclear bomb, there are, are things that are just left and etched into the earth that remind us. And, uh, that uh, record, Atomic Shadow, is all post-COVID, you know. This is written during COVID, and, you know, now we we got to live in the shadow of what took place during that crazy time of our life. So that's that's what it's about. You can check us at, uh, again, iTunes, Amazon Music. Just Google the name, South of Sorrow. We're on YouTube, all the good stuff. So right now I have all of South of Sorrow's albums except for the new ones, so I definitely got to get my hands on that hey faddle man we want to thank you for coming on brother uh like i said uh we're gonna do a couple ghost hunts soon as spring hits i'm real excited um we would like to go back to um 
I'd like to take, honestly, where I'd like to take you is Winnemac, Indiana. Uh, we want to go back to Dead Man's Hollow. Uh, when we went there, yes. and it, it, it was just a couple episodes ago. You can go back and listen to that. We didn't have any equipment. And uh, this this was the one, man, if you remember, I sent you the trailer uh, before I released it. I'm like, hey, man, check out the trailer for this episode. And oh, uh, yeah. you, the first thing you texted me back was, well, what was four feet in the air, man? Like, I had you hooked right then and there. Uh, that was the place. Um, so all we could really do yeah. is we seen, we seen some uh, orbs that night, and uh, we just had that unbelievable feeling that something just wasn't right. And after our success that we had with the equipment that we invested in uh, at Posey Chapel, have you ever been to Posey Chapel? No, no. Uh, we had a conversation uh, with a ghost, and we got right. that documented. So we definitely want to go back to and that man. That's where I'd like to take you for the first one, and then I'm um, hoping that you will join us because I want to go back with equipment to the cemetery right there in the park, man, um, and see what we can yeah. capture with this equipment because we just had so many experiences there that, I mean, why not, you know? But anyway, man, hey, Faddle, thanks yeah. again for coming on, brother. Sure. Sharon, uh, always enjoy talking to you. And uh, you got anything, Blackjack? Nope. All right, guys. So um, if you have a ghost story you would like to share, we have several different ways. You can submit them. You can email your story to bravedebasement at gmail.com. You can submit your story right on our website at bravedebasement.weebly.com. Just go to our contact page. You do not have to provide your name or email to submit a story. You can also submit your story on Reddit, on the subreddit, Brave the Basement. You may also post your story in the YouTube comment section. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Blackboard Jack 2. And Faddle, you want to go ahead and say later? Hey, I'm, I was Faddle. It was a great time, man. You guys have a good one. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>